0: The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. And uh, I know it's not the time of year to be looking for boats, but our friends at Skipper Buds, they got a ton of deals going on right now. I was just watching some of their stuff over on Facebook. And uh, they have uh, numerous boats. Ski boats, really nice ones. Mastercrafts, Taiga. We've got a lot of pontoons in stock, too. And one of the things they're doing right now, which would make a great holiday gift, is putting a great big red ribbon on one of those things and telling the family, here's our summer. Uh, but shop out and get a hold of our friend Todd over there. He's the general manager of Skipper Buds and Pewaukee specifically. But go to Skipper Buds and then just put in the parentheses Pewaukee over on uh, Facebook. Uh, and you can find them there. You can see everything that I've seen. Or just go to skipperbuds.com. But get a hold of Todd. 262-544-1200. Yachts, pontoons, sport and deck boats, fishing boats, they have it all. That is Skipper Buds. 262-544-1200. 262-544-1200. Uh, this one is from Art. And Art says... Um, I believe the Packers can get a win. They would have to play almost a perfect game. But if they do this and pull this off, is that when you would become a believer that this is actually imaginable rather than something that is a far thought away? Um, w- with each game, it becomes more of a reality that if they win, then they're only then two steps away from finding themselves in the postseason. And then if they beat Minnesota, they're one step away. And uh, I, I guess the daunting task is to put everything behind you and say that, you know, we believe in the now and not the then. You know what I mean? Um, you can't, and I've said this before, and and, and it, it's it, it rings so true, you can't unsee New York the giants over in london you can't unsee the jets in their defensive front just whipping the ass of the offensive line you can't unsee that game against the commanders you know you can't unsee the the that pathetic game and the turnovers against the lions now if you want to go to the bright side of things you can say they should have won the lions game the different red zone turnovers killed them it was so unlikely you know, so unlikely and so unlike them and Aaron Rodgers more so than anything. You know, that Commanders game, they they should have won that game. They should have won that game. They just, their defense came up bad in, in, in bad moments and offensively they just, they looked inept. They should have won that Giants game. Same thing, you know. They just had, you know, you start turning the ball over, and it just things just didn't. They haven't looked right. You can't unsee that and just go, okay, that none of that matters because it does. That Cowboys game, they played extremely well. They played, they played like you know, like we we, we all kind of went, oh, wait a minute, you know, wait a minute. Is this the team that we've been witnessing over the last five games? And you thought, okay, man, the pack is back. Here comes Tennessee. Let's see if they can, you know, stop Derrick Henry. Let's see if they can, you know, put points up on the board. If maybe the offense is starting to work a little bit, and then they went back to scoring 17 points, you know? And really, think about that game. If that game was, say, another touchdown or two, first of all, they'd be averaging over 30 points a game. That's the game because they scored... 31 against the Cowboys, 33 against the Eagles, 28 against the Bears, and 24 against the Rams. That's the only game in which they didn't get above 20 points over the last five. Tennessee, very fundamental team. But again, the Packers got beat in the trenches. You can't unsee that. They had a good game, not a great game, but a good game against the Eagles, but the defense was horrific. You know, you, you we all left that game wondering... What the hell? You know, I mean, it was great to see two drives by, you know, two series by Jordan Love, and we came out of that game excited for him. But we kind of figured it would be a loss, and it was. But they were hard fought. That was pretty much the dagger. That was the end of their season. Uh, You know, we were going to mathematically eliminate them at that point. And uh, the defense was awful. Joe Barry not only needed to go, but Joe Barry needs to go, and somebody should have helped him pack a while ago. And then they only give up 19 against the bears but it's the bears right and then they only give up 12 against the rams but it's the rams but they scored 28 and they scored 24 and the the, the offense while not perfect has looked better i mean the headline today if you go um over to the four letter network uh, on the the show get up this morning i think was the headline was the pa- are the pat is the pack back or something like that because of the the offense starting to kind of put it together and now you have a legitimate over the top threat you got a a good receiver in romeo dobbs two possession receivers in lazard and cobb you still haven't really utilized robert tanyan very much your offensive line seems to be playing more solidified and knock on wood and nobody goes down i mean there was there's a lot of things there that you can that you can kind of look at and go okay you know maybe maybe they are back but this is this is your test this is your test 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, give us a shout. 877-867-1670. We sat here yesterday and we looked at all the optimism. We went over everything optimistically, you know, about the games they lost that they could have won. We looked at things that they did poorly or the turnovers they had that they shouldn't have had. You know, I mean, I think the the, the couple of things you could probably look at going into this game against Miami, if you just play a fundamentally sound game, You do not turn the ball over. Rodgers, instead of trying to do more, maybe he tries to do a little less. Just keep the chains moving. If you're hanging onto the ball, you're scoring points, that doesn't allow their offense to do it. So give it a shot. And defensively speaking, I don't know how they're going to stop the passing game, the downfield passing game specifically. But to me go back to fundamentals you know it, it, you, you didn't give up a lot of broken tackles in the game against the Rams you know you you fight you looked good you've now played pretty solid defense for five quarters so it doesn't lead me to believe that I have all of a sudden got a w- overwhelming amount of confidence in the Green Bay Packers defensively if if they do and they're walking around cocky then they're idiots Because there's no way. They played one good quarter against the Bears. That was the fourth quarter. And they played a good tackling four quarters against the Rams. Other than that, no. And when they really needed to shut the Rams down, they couldn't. Because all you needed was that last drive just just to put the emphatic stamp on them. Get after Baker Mayfield. Put the pressure on the quarterback. And instead, they went no huddle, went right down the field, and scored on you six plays and a touchdown. And that's that's disconcerting. So I look, I, I'm I I think there's a lot of optimism to be had, but I'm not getting out over my skis. I didn't pick them to win. We we did our picks last night. We'll have our picks today against the spread. But I can't pick the Packers to win. I'd be crazy to. If they win this game, and they look good and have style points doing it, then I'll believe that the Packers are back, and then I believe that they've got a legitimate shot to win out. But if they don't win this game, obviously the season's pretty much done. And if they play poorly and they we everything we've seen them do throughout this season comes back, all the bad habits, you know, arm tackling, not covering, playing 10 yards off the ball on a third and six, Joe Barry with his head, you know, cranius, rectus, invertus, you know, turnovers by Rodgers, fumbles by the backs, fumbles by the ball carrier, then it's, it's you know, it's all for naught doesn't matter you battled back to give us hope and you kept hope through christmas and thank you for the season we'll talk to you next year 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 agree or disagree stay tuned we got a whole lot more of the bill michael show coming up next this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports
1: zone radio network
0: to have you bill michael show we continue on hopefully you're uh, enjoying the day today as you get ready for the uh, the snow globe effect that could be taking place anywhere throughout the state at any point in time today let's talk a little bit uh, more about the green bay packers as we welcome everybody in on the network and uh, we now bring in also our guy Rob Reichel, Uh, and you can get him at Rob Reichel over on on Twitter, and you can find him at Forbes.com and Conley Media and such, uh, giving us some Packers coverage. Rob, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great, Billy. You you, you surviving this uh, snowmageddon we're supposed to be dealing with?
0: Yeah, um, I'm just kind of wondering how much we're actually going to get, so we'll we'll wait and see. They keep telling me the massive amounts are coming, so. Well, uh, I'll just hold my breath and see what happens before it's all said. They love, and done they again. love
1: to get the world worked into a tizzy, don't they?
0: The, yes, they do. Yes, they do. You win with weather. That's what they tell you in the news departments. You win with weather. So
1: we'll see. There's, there's no question about it. Ratings through the roof. So they, they, they don't sell.
0: Um, oh, yeah. No, I, I completely understand that. We used to get them handed to us all the time to say when the weather came on, when the weather was bad, it was like crazy <laughs> people. So, okay. Uh, does Santa Claus deliver a win for the Green Bay Packers, in your opinion?
1: Wow, we're going to cut to the chase right away, hey? Yep, we're yep. not we're not burying the lead today. Um, <laughs> I, 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 here's what I'm going to tell you, Billy. If they win the game, they're going to go to the playoffs. Um, I don't think they're going to win the game, though. Um, I think I think it's going to be a shootout. I think there's going to be uh, a ton of points on both sides. I think, you know, for the for the casual fan who doesn't really care, who um, isn't caught up in Christmas craziness on. On Sunday, it's, it's it's going to be a treat of a three-hour game. But I, I, Billy, I think they lose like thirty-four thirty. I just I don't think they have quite the firepower uh, that Miami has uh, with with those two remarkably gifted speed guys on the outside that the Dolphins are going to throw at them with Hill and Waddle. I think Mostert's going to have a big game on the ground. Um, I think Green Bay's offense is coming into its own, and and I think a year or two down the road it, it it's going to be high powered again. It certainly wasn't high powered in twenty twenty two. But, um, you know, they're, they're at about 27 points a game over the last five. They were at 17 a game for the first nine, Bill. Um, you know, so they're up 10 points a game over the last third of the season. And, and they've really found themselves on that side of the ball. But I, I, just, I don't have a lot of faith in Joe Barry. I don't have a lot of faith in Joe Barry's defense. And, and I think Miami's going to shred them. And uh, I just don't think Green Bay is going to quite be able to keep up in this track meet, Billy.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest concern, and I I was watching this morning, and I think it was on on GetUp, and they said it's really not Aaron Rodgers against Tua, it's whether or not Jair, who's the highest-paid corner in the league, can shut down Tariq Hill, and then what they do with Waddle. And and, and that's the matchup. And so when we talk about it, I think it has to go hand-in-hand with pass rush. I think we saw a few different things against the Rams uh, that gave you a little bit of promise and some better tackling, but – it's the Rams. You know what I mean. It's it's I, I I I go back to what you said about you know whether or not Joe Barry yeah. and the defense and such and firepower. To me, I think the offense can score. It's just whether or not the defense can do enough, uh, or maybe create a turnover or two to be able to say, okay, offense, go win us a ball game. You know.
1: And, Bill, it's a 180 from what we were talking about back in September then when when the season started, right? Can can right. the offense catch up to, to where the defense was? We all anticipated this would be a top-five defense in, in most kind of key statistical categories. They haven't come close to, to being that through the course of the year. And I, I think we all said back in September, you know, when, when they opened the year really for the most part with, with kind of the trio of veterans with, with Sammy Watkins and Lazard and Cobb, that is, these young guys came along. The offense would find itself by the second half of the season, and that's come kind of to fruition. That, that, that's been true. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I think we all expected them to be dominant uh, from, kind of from the get-go, and, and that never took place. And, 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 Billy, when you think of it this way, you know, had, had the defense held up its end of the bargain, they're not 6-8 and eight right now. They're, they're probably 8-6, 9-5, something like that. And, and, and now we're talking about what spot and what seed they're fighting for in the playoffs what, rather than their 12% chance, which is, which is what it is today of them even even making the postseason whatsoever. Um, I, I'm with you. Jair and Hill would be the key matchup of the game. But we've seen with Justin Jefferson in the past, Bill, You know, all the way back to week one, and then with certain high-level wideouts they faced through the year, Joe Barry won't always and, and oftentimes doesn't do it at all take his number one corner and let him shadow somebody, somebody like a Tyreek Hill or or a Justin Jefferson in in Minnesota. So I'm not positive that that's exactly what's going to happen with Jair. Uh, Barry likes to kind of stay true to to who he is and keep guys on their specific side of the ball. Um, If he does take that approach, Bill, now I'm not quite sure how they slow down Waddle because Waddle against Rasul Douglas isn't, you know, Douglas hasn't played to the level that he did in 2021. Um, I, I don't think that's a particularly good matchup for Green Bay either. Most art can kill him on the ground like we talked about. They're fine a tight end. Um, th- there's a lot of ways they can hurt Green Bay. I'll be really interested to see how Barry attacks it, um, what he tries to take away because because for everything you do try to take away, Bill, I, I think Miami's got a counter move and a chess piece where where they're going to be able to come back with something else. I mean, it's it's probably unrealistic to think Green Bay is going to hold this group to, you know, 17 points or something like that on on Christmas Day. I I see Miami getting into the high 20s, low to mid 30s, something like that. So to me, the question becomes: Can Green Bay keep up? And 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 I think for most of the game, they might. Bill. I just I think at the end of the day, Miami might have one or two more pieces on offense than the Packers do.
0: The uh, the Keyshawn Nixon question came up to Matt LaFleur and said, you know, where has this guy been? Why has he not been the returner all season long? And Matt LaFleur's answer was like, I don't know, and very vague. Uh, Does the fact that Keyshawn Nixon has been sitting on this roster and asking to do this for a while now, does it concern you about talent evaluation when they kept running Amari Rogers out there over this guy?
1: So when you say Matt LaFleur's answer was, was nondescriptive and vague, it's, it's kind of like every Matt LaFleur answer we get, right? Um, True, yeah. He, he, <laughs> um, it, it, it is. It, it, it's remarkably puzzling. And, it, and really, at the end of the day, it's inexcusable. And whether you want to put that on Matt or, or Rich Visacci or, or even like I talked about with, with your morning guys there today, Bill, you know, maybe Brian Gutekunst had a play in this uh, on some level. That that's something I don't think we're ever gonna gonna fully know because he invested the third round pick and probably wanted to give him every chance possible to to prove that he belonged on the roster. But 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 it is it is mind boggling. And um, now I know Nixon doesn't have a huge track record of, of of doing kicks and punts in the past, but he did have a history with with Basaccia and and they experimented with him at times. Uh, During training camp and and certainly in the early part of the year with practices and things like that, that, you know, they had to know deep down that he provided more juice and more pop than than what Amari Rogers was. I mean, just just, Bill, I'm going to throw one number at you, for example, Amari Rogers returned 20 punts. Keyshawn Nixon has returned six. And they're almost to the, to the identical number of yards already, you know, because mm-hmm. Nixon's, at, Nixon's at 15 and a half and Rodgers was at seven. So, I mean, it is, it, it is, it is borderline crazy, um, you know, that, that for so long they could have stayed uh, married to Amari Rodgers and, and tied to the hip with him. And, 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 Bill, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for the fumbles, you do wonder if Rodgers would even, you know, have been out of the lineup at any point in time. They, they seemed fine at the time to keep taking 20 yards, a kick and seven yards, a a punt return from Amari Rogers. What eventually killed him was, was, was the fumbles. And, and I wonder if they would have ever even turned the page to Keyshawn Nixon, you know, had, had Amari Rogers not continued to put the ball on the ground. Now, having said all that, I, I mean, I think they've, they've found their best guy at this spot since Desmond Howard back in, in 96. The, the juice that he brings is, you know, Nixon that is obviously is, 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 pretty incredible bill. And shame on them for missing out on that for half a season. Um, but I, but I think long term, when you start talking about you know who you're going to keep around next year and and and, and who you're going to move on from, I I think Nixon has jumped pretty high on that list of guys that that need to be back on this roster.
0: I uh, also look at the offensive line, and the, it seems like over time that got better as well. As much as we can talk about suddenly the emergence of Christian Watson, getting Romeo Dobbs back. Uh, short of losing Bakhtiari to the appendectomy, who's just been snake bit this year, uh, I think the offensive line has played quite a bit better. I know that Josh uh, Nyman did have us, uh, you know, issues in the game against uh, the Rams the other day, and uh, Rogers was under pressure a couple of times. But for the most part, it seems like the line's playing better. Do you see it?
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. And I I think part of the key there was, you know, that they got Elton Jenkins back to left guard and and stopped experimenting with him at right tackle and and kind of moving him around and put him back to his best natural spot in his home, which which is undoubtedly left guard. Um, I think Myers has played dramatically better. I, I think guys have just, you know... Bill, Bill, the key was early on in the season. They, you know, they were juggling pieces almost every single week up there. Um, you know, they didn't know until Friday most of the time whether or not they'd have Bakhtiari, who the left tackle would be, who would have to slide where, etc., etc. Um, you know, and and now even when Bakhtiari is out, which is pretty much consistent, um, I think in the last thirty-four games that they've played, Bill Bakhtiari's only played in nine of them. So we're talking about a quarter of the time that that he's been on the field, but I, you know I, I I don't know if it's the long term replacement bill uh, with Zach Tom, but Zach Tom is undoubtedly a guy that that's going to factor in and be a key part of their line uh, moving forward. His, for years, Bill, we always said Bakhtiari was undersized out there at left tackle, six four, three ten, and and we said, can he hold up? Can he hold up and 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 play it? consistently high level um at that position well he developed into probably the best left tackle in football became the highest left tackle in football and probably was trending toward a hall of fame career before he before he messed up his knee so bad about two years ago right about now bill uh, zach tom's measurements are real similar six four three oh five extremely athletic great feet can move well so i mean bill again and and, I, and i'm jumping ahead here a little bit but when we start talking about what that roster is going to look like in 2023 A guy like David Bakhtiari who was on the books for $29 million probably isn't part of the future anymore because they may have their replacement there in in Zach Tom. But but I'm with you from start to finish. I, I think that group has gotten better. Some of the sacks they took the other night, especially like the one right before halftime, are completely on Aaron Rodgers for holding the ball too long uh they, they've consistently run the ball at a pretty high level throughout the course of the year so no bill i i, I think the future is bright on that offensive line that that, that but, but that's what should happen when you draft three a year and good for three straight years has taken uh three offensive linemen in the draft and and you hope 60 percent, 70 percent work out and if, and if they do you're gonna you're gonna be sitting pretty so i i think their offensive line is in good shape billy moving forward
0: I uh, I let's go to the defense for a second because Devontae Wyatt got meaningful snaps and looked pretty good the other night. Quay Walker had like a half where he was tipping balls. He was he seemed to be everywhere, making some tackles. He still doesn't get off offensive linemen really well, but if he ever figures out a move and can do that, that cat's going to be different. Could, could we look at this draft with Watson and Dobbs and even Torre, Zach, Tom, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker? Could we look at this and go, wow, this this was the draft where where he, you know, Brian Gutekinds actually hit gold?
1: Yeah, and you didn't even mention Kingsley and In- In- who, right. I mean, right. I mean, he's – obviously no one's going to replace Rashawn Gary, and, and, and he's had to step into that role and play meaningful snaps, and he's played about 60% of the snaps and, since Gary's injury. but But he's come on well, too um, No, you're, you're right, Bill. I mean, Wyatt and Walker are obviously the key. Walker flashed quite a bit again the other night. He's their leading tackler. I, w- I would say overall, he's had a, you know, I'd give him a B for his rookie season. Um, the one thing, like you mentioned there, that he really does struggle in is he he can get overwhelmed in the in the run game. If they get a guard or a center on him, he has he he doesn't have that counter punch to get off of there. But in space. Quay Walker has been outstanding and he can run anything down. And you saw the other night, they, they allowed him to blitz a handful of times. I think they might have found something there. Uh, you're exactly right on those two rookie wide receivers. Um, I think they probably have their number one and their number two moving forward. I mean, there's only three wide receivers under contract right now, Billy, for next year. And, and you know, it's the three draft picks from this season. Everybody else, they're going to have to figure out. Uh, when the off season comes, Lazard, Cobb, etc. You know, even even Robert Tunyon at, at tight end. So I, I, mean, I think he hit it there on on those two wide receivers. I think he hit it on Zach Tom. I think Anik Bari is going to be a key backup uh, moving forward. It's it, it certainly right now on paper, Bill, or hell on the field too. It looks like Brian Gudikun's best class, and he needed one because if you go back and and examine his 2021 and his 2020 draft, they weren't particularly good, and I, and I think those were key reasons why they got off to the to the slow start that they did because they weren't getting a lot of help from those draft classes, and they needed some help, especially early from those classes. Uh, but but this rookie class has really jumped up, and um, it, to me at least, Billy, it, it's it's a little bit of the heat off of Brian Gutikov.
0: Rob, you go have a terrific Christmas. Uh, watch the game. Hopefully, we're talking about a win, and then we'll get uh, get together real soon. Okay.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Bill, and I'll stand by this. If, if, if they win, they're, they're going to have uh, playoff football again. they will probably be the seventh seed and go to San Francisco or Minnesota or something like that. But if they find a win or find a way to win on, on Christmas, a Christmas miracle, we're, we're, we're talking about playoff football, I think, for the Packers. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun on the 25th. You have a great Christmas, too.
0: You, too, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Rob Reichel joining us for a couple of minutes over on the hotline. Rob said it. They win this game. He believes there will be postseason football in the Green Bay Packers' future. How about that? Something that I never thought we'd be talking about when uh, we stuck the dagger in them in the game against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. They just couldn't get off the field. The defense was horrific. Who knew? Who knew? So, well, we'll cross our fingers, right? Hey, uh, last night, nice win admirals on the road five to two they beat the rival the chicago wolves it continues to be good action and i'm going to be down there next week as a matter of fact uh taking a big group down uh, to the admirals game i'm looking forward to it you know why i start thinking about the admirals not only do i think about good hockey and a lot of fun i start thinking about that big ass pretzel and a beer can't wait i'm so looking forward to it milwaukee admirals hockey that is a team that if you're a hockey fan or you just like nights out and you just like a, a good raucous thing to go to, Milwaukee Admirals Hockey go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com and they continue to win. Getting it done. Beat the rival wolves. Love it. Love it. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.